This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to another Cravings podcast with Pete Dillon online at joy.org.au forward slash cravings and live Saturdays from 1pm on Joy 94.9 in Melbourne. Exploring all that's finest in food and beverage across Melbourne and Victoria. Sponsored by La Spaghettata. Over 35 years of food, family and fun at 238 Ligon Street, Carlton. Wine and dine with La Spaghettata for an authentic Italian experience. Pasta, wine, seafood, steak and so much more. Dine in and enjoy the authentic sights and sounds of Ligon Street. Or order takeaway now via Deliveroo, Uber Eats or Fedora. Eat, drink, love with La Spaghettata. Call 9663-6102. Visit laspaghettata.com.au or find them on Facebook. Today's edition of Cravings. My name is Tad Lombardo, and Pete Dillon has scored the day off. Lucky Pete and Noosa. And uh, in the studio today with me is Stuart McKenzie, uh, who has just put out a, a, a cookbook and is obviously a, a, a well-known person in Melbourne's cafe scene. Um, welcome to the show. Thanks, Tad. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming in. Um, yeah, I've, I've got a copy of this amazing book, cookbook in front of me, and this is your first book. It's called All Day Cafe, and it's... Um, distributed or, or put up by Murdoch Books, is that right? That's right, Alan and Unwin. Yep. Um, and I, I've had a good look at it, and I absolutely love it. I Thanks, love what you've Dad. done with it. I, I, it's a it's a really um, well-put-together cookbook with incredible recipes. The photography is brilliant. The styling is incredible. I, I love how you've got the four sections, the, the you know, mm-hmm. broken down into seasons, yep. which, you know, we all, you know, are, are told that we should be eating seasonal and that that sort of thing you know for the environment it's good for us and that kind of stuff and, and getting the fresh food and um and this is 
a great way um, that people can actually do that. You can go to that section, and you know we're in autumn now, so you can go to those um, to those recipes. And you know, and one one that I'm going to do is the uh, the parpadel with the uh, the duck ragu. That's one of the one of my You've favorite ones. Chosen. I have chosen. chosen. I'll be doing <laughs> that this one. weekend. <laughs> oh, thanks. Oh, and that was um, one of the ideas, main ideas behind the book, um, the seasonality of yep. the ingredients, um, for a variety of reasons. It's probably um, there's a few ideas behind it. There's the availability of produce, which was yeah. a big thing with the book. Um, and uh, we wanted to make sure that the recipes were affordable for most right. people and accessible. Yeah. And so things that are in season at markets um, yeah. tend to be um, more affordable. Yeah. You buy trays of tomatoes and things when they're in season. Yeah. Um, so that was the idea as well, apart from the fact that it's um, allegedly better for you to eat things when they're in season rather than, right. as, as you can imagine, hot houses and Absolutely, and they taste better too. I think so too. Definitely, yeah. and and so the concept is cafe style food to make at home. Yep, and um and the recipes are are um you know straightforward and and well instructed. And um the other thing I really liked what you did is the um the cook's tips about certain things and 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 each section as well the um the the different tips you had about you know whether it's styling or you know the bone handled knives and those sorts of things that um people when they are entertaining at home um they can they can incorporate that and it just creates a bit a bit better ex- experience for them and the people that they're entertaining yeah it personalizes a bit um to me as yeah. well i mean i'm very, very lucky i'm not a um, qualified chef i've worked in kitchens um when i was younger yeah. for quite a few years actually and most of my um adult life i've been managing restaurants for other people and i've owned a couple um, of cafes myself, but yeah. I work um, worked very closely with my head chef Matthew Palmer. Um, yeah. So lots of those um, chefs' tips are sort of combinations yeah. of things that I'd I'd do or he'd do or yeah. ideas that we might have had together. Um, but the styling thing, I think, part of you know when we we're talking before air about the cafe scene in yeah. Melbourne, um, fit outs and the, the ambience and stuff is quite an important part of a lot of the spaces. So yeah. those little tips are just kind of things that you can do once again that don't cost a lot of money, yeah. just to create a little bit of atmosphere and stuff if you've got friends coming over or like on a beautiful daylight today long weekend if you yeah. wanted to have people over for lunch or yeah brunch yeah <laughs> which none of us probably get to do <laughs> often, some often. of us at least <laughs> but um but no but it's it, it, it's providing practical tips and and Thanks. and using things that um are readily available you know whether it's flowers or or um produce you know to to decorate mm-hmm. with and and i think that's um that's um something that I quite enjoy doing because um, it just makes, again, that, that, that experience for the people that you're entertaining um, a little bit better and, and, and it just adds to the creativity of, of what you're doing. And I think the rules are sort of a bit different these days. Not that there's ever any, you know, hard and fast rules, but yep. table settings and creating a mood used to seem seemingly be quite formal. But now, you know, people use jam jars and old yeah. sheets for tablecloths and stuff and eclectic plates and yep. some of Nan's old collection and some from the chef's shop, you know, like... Everyone loves playing around with that sort of stuff. I think. Yeah, and those old conventions of the knife and the spoon and the fork must be here. The, yeah. the water glass must be there. Gone, you know, gone. And I think yeah. that's. I mean, you know, there's a level of formality that that exudes, which in, in some applications is is quite nice. But on an everyday basis, I think it's 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 more real to not be doing that and to to enjoy those things. And, and automatically, your guests are relaxed. Yeah, absolutely, and um, and feel more at home. And yeah. and um, and I guess that's kind of what you wanted to kind of create with with the book and 
and doing all that with with the book how long did it has it taken for you from start to finish to to because there's a lot of recipes in there there's a lot of yeah. yeah um well i was very fortunate i was asked if i wanted to do the book um yeah. the lady from um a lovely lady called um corin came in yeah. from murdoch press uh, to the cafe when i wasn't there one day and sent me a beautiful letter um i when i undertook the um the the writing of the book um i didn't realize how much work went into it right. there's an incredible amount of work uh the recipes that are in there i think there's about 120 but we right. had to submit about 160 right so there's actually more work behind the scenes than in there and there's right. a lot <laughs> an incredible amount of chewing and throwing um but it took about two years from wow. from when i was first asked until today let's say right. about two years i'd say the actual writing of it took about uh about six months and then yeah. another six months in the toing and froing and testing and editing and all that sort of stuff. So is that six months while you're working things at the cafes and, and, and yes. doing the other day-to-day responsibilities that you have? Yes, but right. um, as I said, I worked with my head chef yeah. as well and um, so we kind of worked on it together and he yeah. was incredibly helpful during that period oh, because, you know, uh, I, 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 some of the recipes I had invented from years ago yeah. Um, some of the things were the things that we have on the menu now or things that we might have had in specials. So it was just working together with someone to sort of clarify was really uh, an important part of it too. And I think that's one of the great things about having a cafe that you can, years later, do a book. Yeah. You know, you've done the hard work already with the recipes and the menus that change all the time. Um, and at least you can put it in one place where people can sort of have a history of that, which I think is, is quite quite good totally and it's it incredibly rewarding like, yeah it's a, a really rewarding experience to to do something yeah, like that yeah definitely and um so um the book's been is released in march right this, this month it's been released yeah yeah so it's um, available people can get, can get it where can people buy the book from um there's quite a few different places yeah. like uh Readings bookshops. I always okay. try to get people to. I shouldn't say this, but I like people to buy smaller businesses. Yeah. You know, like strip shops and things yep. like that. Um, so you know, your local bookshop should have it. Yep. Um, it is also in the David Jones catalogue, okay, and good. um, it's available at Chill Out this weekend at Mantenoir in the main street in Bitson Street. Oh, good. Yeah. And in the process of, I don't know, um, my background, as I was saying before, is engineering, so I'm very interested in processes of of what people do to get in the zone to to write the book because you've got all the stuff happening around you all the time Mm -hmm. and you need to sort of hone that focus down so that you can actually do what you have to do need to do um were there any times where you had like writer's block um not really not writer's block so much but there were things that we took a long time to get past so what happens is like me and my chef would I mean sometimes I'd be doing the book by myself Um, sometimes Matthew that I spoke of would be doing things and sort of showing me Um, but there were times when we sat like you and I are now across from a table with two laptops open typing 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 and I'm uh, what's called a Luddite apparently it doesn't (laughs) doesn't know much about using computers so everything is very laborious for right. me with a keypad um, but there was more after that we were kind of doing that fine um, and then what happens is it goes to a proofreader of course yep. um, that's employed by Murdoch and she was amazing yep. but um, some of the questions just kept going back and forward back and forward and we thought we'd clarified and but we hadn't and yep. you know there was some just bit of a block with a few different things and, and weights and measures right and I guess too you know a lot of times in the kitchen terminology or or concepts you would understand and your head chef would understand as well yes. but conveying that so that somebody at home could do it is is another 
thing altogether where you need to sort of reword it differently and or um, if you yeah or if you're making something every day you're just yeah. grabbing a pinch of that and it's like how much oh i don't know it's just a pinch, a pinch you know yeah. but but you know but, it's enough <laughs> yeah but <laughs> yeah. they need to know what the weight is you know so of course yeah. so we've got scales out right you know, little test tubes. Not no, not test tubes. But that would have taken a long time as well if you had mm. to scale out every recipe like that. It did. Yeah. And did, was there a point too where each recipe was then tested by someone um, to make sure that? Yes. So the recipes, um, most of them had been uh, tested in our kitchen. Yeah. But then there's also a team um, that the publishers have oh. that pull recipes out and they test them as well. So they'll send you a recipe and say, like, I made this. I suggest it has a bit more of this in and then we'll remake it and go, right. okay, yes. Or you didn't, mustn't have had it on the right temperature and right. stuff. So they do um, get tested quite thoroughly right okay and then feedback back and forth and yeah, yeah. Oh, okay that's interesting it is but again it, it makes sense then that it took two years to get this you know I've from got a start great job finish. don't you think i, I do I, I just cook things for yeah. for for the publisher that's so right, yeah. they pay for all your groceries <laughs> yeah. and you just sit at home and make all these things yeah that's great yeah i think that'd be a great yeah, job. absolutely and um it is it, doing a book is that something that you you know, you, you said they approached you about it. Is it mm-hmm. something that you ever thought about doing? Or was it just something that was a remote possibility of... Uh, I hadn't really. I mean, yeah. we ha- I uh, had a cafe a few years ago in Middle Park yep. um, called Metro. Mart. Oh, Mart, Mart yeah. 130. Right? Yeah, Mart yeah, 130. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And um, once again, there was a lady that came in, um, and I had business partners then, yeah. um, south of Johnston. It's um, just me and my partner. Yeah. Um, but uh, back then I had um, business partners, and we were all asked if we wanted to do a cookbook and... Um, we sort of played around with the idea, but it didn't sort of transpire, mainly because of us, yep. rather than, um, you know, them not the, the publishers not thinking it was a good idea. Um, and so I actually had kind of put that idea to bed. I don't tend to... Um, uh, how do I say this? I, I don't tend to chase things. Like right. I didn't sort of ring around and want to want to find out how I can get this done. Yeah. I was really surprised, to be honest with you, Tad, that someone wrote me such a beautiful letter and and that the opportunity has had arisen again. And I actually thought to myself, you've got to do it because yeah. this means you're meant to, to do it. So That's great. Well, we're going to hear more about your story um, in, in the next segment. Joy 94.9 is on air 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But sometimes you can't always be with us when you want to. Here's the solution. Here's the solution. Listen to your favorite Joy 94.9 show anytime with our Joy podcast service. Our team of over 30 volunteers pick out the best bits from around 60 programs that Joy airs each week, made available to you for free download. To find a podcast of your favorite Joy show, search for us in the Featured Providers section within the iTunes store or find them on the Joy website, joy.org.au. Joy Podcasts, any show, any any show, anytime, joy.org.au. Welcome back to Cravings. I've got... uh... Uh, Stuart McKenzie in the studio with me. We're talking about his new book, All Day Cafe. Um, if you've got any questions you might want to ask Stuart today while we're um, speaking with him on air, you can email us at onair at joy.org.au or send us an SMS at 0427-569-949. Um, Stuart, we were talking before about the, um, obviously, your, your beautiful cookbook that I've had the opportunity and the privilege to have a look at. And um, um, it's... Uh, like I said, it's an incredible piece of, of work, and, and the photography and everything that's in it is quite beautiful. Um, and a lot of this, the, the photos, I'm, I'm assuming, are at your cafe in um, Collingwood, is that right? Yeah, yeah, so some of them were taken. I mean, I must say that the um, stylist um, and Deb and the photographer Armel are pretty amazing people yeah. to work with. And 
I'd never sort of worked with anybody professionally on that level before, so right. it was fascinating to watch. And um, they are really big parts of the end product. But uh, it's shot um, partly in the studio, partly at um, South of Johnson, partly at home. Oh, okay. Yeah, yep. there's a few shots from home. And um, did you have a lot of input in the styling side of it, though? As, as I yeah. mean, obviously, okay, that's good because I mean, obviously, you have, you've got a flair for that. Well, that was um, my. I wanted to make sure that it represented um, my style and yeah. the, the feel that I wanted for the book. Yeah. Um, of course, there's other influences in there. So, what happens? I don't, I don't know if you're aware of um, like how stylists work, but right. we, when we're in the studio, like. Um, Deb, the stylist, bought in all her stuff and it's probably like a truckload of right. things. Like, So she sets up trestle tables like a village fate, <laughs> right. about six of them, I think, and just right. lays out all rows of knives, all rows of forks, all rows of plates. Like, like a tag sale or something. It's yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> like, And I was just like, there's so much stuff here. Um, and then they go through with you know bags of linen and stuff yep. and then they put it all together. And I did the same. I bought some stuff from home as well and stuff from the yep. cafe. So we sort of got a good blend of, you know, objects yeah, and oh, things to good. play with. Yeah, and, and obviously they, they brought things that were that worked within your style of, of yeah. the way you thought it, you know, wanted it to be. And, yep. um, and yeah, A lot of the great. quirky little things that you'll see through there, yeah. things that I've found at op shops over the years or yep. secondhand stalls or, and you then know, you refurbish on, the, on the beach. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, hey, you know, <laughs> one, one man's trash is another exactly. man's treasure. So, you know, that's great. And um, I was reading too that you wanted to be an architect at one point. Uh, yeah, I did. Well, I was one of those, you know, when children get in their, into their head from an early age that there's something that they yep. want to do, whether it's, you know, a doctor or an yeah. uh, architect or a fireman or whatever. Yep. Um, it was always something that I was going to do, and I um, was heading towards it, actually. Yep. Um, and I did work experience uh, with some architects, and I swiftly changed my mind because yep. oh, I think I must have been about 15 or something like that. Yep. I realized that... Um, the way my mind works, I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't be able to compromise creatively. Yeah. So if I had a client that sort of wanted to do something that I didn't want to do, I'd find it very, very difficult. Yeah. Be like an artist. Yeah. You're an artist and you did a beautiful painting and yeah. someone said, oh, Tad, I love that. Could you do it in yeah. pink instead? It's like, <laughs> well, no, it's, that's, it is what it is. So Absolutely. I would have had real difficulty, I think. But I'm glad I, I'm, I realized early. But that's pretty amazing that at the age of 15 that you're able to actually realize that. It didn't and mean that I knew what I was going to do no, instead, no, no. though. That's right, but you knew what you didn't want to do, and that's one step in the right direction. Well, um, even, you know. to be honest with you, even when I was working in an office environment, I realized that that wasn't for me. That yep. was a part of it, too. Just, yeah. you know, like, okay, it's such and such a time. We have lunch now, and such a time yep. to do this. Being in air conditioning all day, I, I was sort of like, no, nah, this, isn't, this isn't where I feel I should be. No, but you certainly didn't choose something easier, that's for no, sure. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah, not. Because it's, um, you know, the the food industry is a is a tough gig. Um, it is a tough gig, yeah. but I must say I like working with people. Yeah. That's yeah. been a really good thing well, for me. I, I agree with that completely. I think it's, it's, it's great to work with people that are wanting or have the desire to work in a gig that's tough, that they know it's tough. They yeah. know that that's what they're yeah. signed up for. Yeah. Um, and, and you never know... As you're well aware, you never know what's happened to people before they arrive yeah. on your doorstep. And I was quite like trying to, you know, um, have let them leave with a, a positive yeah, experience. Definitely. And, and, and that's part of the challenge, I think, is make everyone happy. Yeah, well, that's, that's probably, yeah, that's a good way to put it because it's, um, like you say, there's a lot of different personalities in it. And, you know, a lot of people are, are in hospitality for different reasons. Mm -hmm. um, 
some people want to do it for the the career and 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 the the purpose that they see in it other people kind of view it sometimes as a an in-between thing mm-hmm. you know a way to earn money in between what they know norm- or what they're they're searching for yeah um and, and that's okay it is okay definitely um yeah as long as i've got staff there that are full-time hospitality staff that live in live and breathe it yeah and yep. i've got people there that work like maybe one shift or two shifts because they're studying to do something else yeah but they give it they're all well they're there yeah and that's, that's the main thing if they're there for like six hours or yep. 60 hours yeah. hopefully, hopefully not 60 hopefully hours. Not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right and um tell us about your the cafes that you've got you've got um Two of them, is that right? That's right. At the yeah. moment, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, I opened um, south of Johnston about, um, I think we're in our fifth year now. And it was actually on, if my research is correct, mm-hmm. on Friday the 13th, yes. April 2015, 2012. Yeah, that? that's yeah. right. Okay. Was that's that right. intentional? On, no, okay. no. <laughs> I, had, um, uh, I had a pretty bad experience with the first builder yeah. with the cafe. Um, and so everything was delayed and there's a few uh, issues with, um, you know, trying to get a new builder on board to yep. finish it off and stuff. And I met um, an incredible man called Paul Macris who helped me get the whole thing done and yep. complete. Um, and um, so everything was delayed a bit and it just had to open when it opened, right. to be honest with you. And I had to sort of got you know, into uh, March and I had to sort of set a date and I just yeah. thought, well, I probably need another like, you know, two weeks. That's like, you know, if there's a, it's going to be Friday. And I thought, you know what? Who cares? Friday right. the 13th. It could be a good omen. <laughs> That's right. Well, a lot of people do view it as a good luck. Yeah. Fine. You know. um, and so that opened then. And then last year, um, we opened a place called Oxford Larder, which is actually yep. in the same street, but it's more of a little sort of provador cafe down the road okay. that sells, um, cookware and yep. cookbooks okay. and takeaway food and it's lots of FODMAP stuff yep. so um, lots of gluten free sort of things yep. and it's just a little sort of cute um, French style hole in the wall kind yep. of number and your book would obviously be in there yeah it is oh, good. People can know, <laughs> they can check it out <laughs> that's great and um you know, it, it's interesting. I, I just came back. Well, not just. It's, it feels like it's been just, but I was in New York for a few weeks over Christmas time. And well, that's um, good that you still feel like you've just got back. Yeah. Well, just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Time evades me. So, <laughs> but um, it was interesting how places outside of Melbourne now, like, you know, when I moved to Melbourne 20 years ago, the mm-hmm. food scene was just not what it is now at mm-hmm. all. You know, whether you're talking about cafes or the fine dining side of it. Um, and, to me, it always seemed that everybody looked for inspiration from outside mm-hmm. to do what they were doing, and now it's very much different. Everyone's looking into to Melbourne, to Melbourne, and, yeah, Melbourne's kind of hot. Right it now, is, I and think. and even in New York, a lot of uh, you know, there've been a few cafes here that exported their their their. Do you know vision. how many Americans Ted come into the cafe and say, "If only you'd open in Atlanta"? I know, <laughs> but seriously, because at first there was no good coffee there, and I'm. <laughs> American, so yeah. you know, um, th- there's very rare that you get a, a, a decent cup of coffee in the United States, and um, but not they everywhere. Do but big coffees, they do big coffees. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they do big and bigger. Exactly. And bigger. Um, but so when I was back there, it was just very obvious mm-hmm. that there was a lot of, you know, Melbourne Australian influence there. I yeah. mean, even in, um, I went to the Chelsea food market one day, and um, there was an Australian tuck shop where they sold Australian pies. Australian in Australians in hospitality in. Um, New York and LA at yep. the moment are doing really, really well. Um, 
they're very um, respected on the world world scale. And the way that they're doing their produce, their bacon, for instance, is quite different from American bacon. They're importing things. Um, They they know the value of free-range egg and the flavors in that. And the way they're sort of constructing things and and getting, you know, their beans roasted and stuff like that is really taking off. It's interesting, and and from your perspective as a as a cafe owner, and mm-hmm. and being part of that um, inspiration and innovation on on the way things are done, what do you think has fueled the the evolution, or maybe it's a revolution in that food side of things that has made it such a unique thing? Uh, I don't know. We might be coming out of um, hopefully a bit of a phase of mass consumption. Like yep. maybe we've got. I think you know. Like uh, I don't want to keep talking about American food in negative terms but when I have been there before I've found it very formulaic and flavourless so it sort of reminds me of like say the equivalent of um, a big hotel buffet sort of thing Um, so maybe quantity over quality yeah yeah, and just sort of a bit bland and and lots of sauces and lots of salts and things like that whereas you know uh, maybe our the way we go about um, making food and preparing food is a bit more of a celebration of the ingredients Um, rather than you know it being overly manufactured or um, easy to easy to make, yeah, um, or un- unpackage. Right, and and I think too it's um, I guess too because Australia is a much younger country than say the United States. We haven't had the same amount of time to evolve from norms, whether it was you know british influence or 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 had the opportunity to take advantage of the immigration you know from whether it's from asia or or europe or wherever that is i mean obviously our coffee is is a direct result of italian immigration back in the 50s we talked about that on the show with other people along you know many times um but it just seems uh, it's embraced so much more and people just celebrate it that that much you know and and it becomes a demanding thing almost where um like for example when starbucks came in you know uh, they obviously did not do their research all that well because they they didn't they didn't understand the 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 demographic and and the fact that people like to go to a cafe and have a coffee made for them yeah fresh um and and i think that makes a big difference too there's a there's more of a discerning um i guess palette and that which is continuing to develop i think I think that's the catalyst too. Is yeah. like people will sort of hear about something, want to get involved in something, and try it, and then decide whether it's for them or not. Yeah. So people that might have normally had a, a cafe from a uh, coffee from a um, big, you know, generic coffee store yeah. or something, might go, oh, maybe, maybe I'll try one of these lattes. And if they have it and they hold it and covet it and love it, then they're going to get a taste for it because it is a premium product, really, when it's made. That's right. Correctly, absolutely. And I think people appreciate that a lot more. It's which is. Which is important, I think, and um, and again, you know, it allows you to do amazing things in your in your shop and try new things. And um, I want to talk a bit more about innovation as well mm-hmm. um, and how you view that in a minute. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy ninety four point nine. Support Joy ninety four point nine by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Welcome back to Cravings. I'm Tad Lombardo, and in the studio uh, today is with me um, Stuart McKenzie, who's just put out a, a beautiful book called All Day Cafe, and is owner of a couple of cafes over in Collingwood, um, and over in Collingwood, I should say. Um, and uh, yeah, we were talking about innovation as well during the break. And um, how do you innovate? Um, I I was asked to speak this week at a at a dinner about. Um, for young leader, emerging leaders, um, and they're at Monash University doing a, a course in the food industry, and 
the concept that the topic was innovation. And I never really thought about that before. Um, and it was interesting to hear people in industry, what their, what their opinions of that are. And obviously r- running the cafe and, and, you know, menus changing all the time, you've got your staple things on the menu, but you also are constantly innovating and changing things as the seasons change. And, um, as new products become available, I guess that, that, that happens all the time and it's almost an organic process. How do you, um, deal with that or how do you innovate when it comes to that in the cafe it's probably a bit different for us um with our style of businesses because we're just open during the day we don't open at night um okay and a lot of people i think um a bit more experimental with a dinner menu you know um you probably know that with your background with attica you know that you can explore more with a digger station or whatever um so, in particular, with South of Johnson and Oxford Larder, you know, both of them, um, a lot of people come in for breakfast and things yeah. might sound fantastic that you've, that the chefs have come up with specials, you know, that have, um, you know, they've bought in things specifically yeah. and prepared them. People think, oh, that sounds fantastic, but I just like want scrambled eggs on toast and a, and a flat right. one. You know, so yeah, they want the standard. Yeah, yeah, and it's a little bit different for us. So, But we do constantly look at what's new. There's more um, gluten-free things that yeah. have definitely crept in. Um, and uh, we're very aware of people's allergic um, or allergies and yeah. dietary constraints and things like that. So our innovation is more trying to find the best products we can on the market to um, make sure that people that have those kind of requirements still have something good to eat right. in front of them. Yeah. And uh, we also look towards um, where we're very big on the provenance shall we say of the food so where things come from so if we're going to use bacon it has to be free range it has to be from a good reputable supplier our our sort of theory is if you're not going to be vegetarian then we have to make sure that we still treat the animals or anything along the way with respect so that's really where our innovation comes from we're constantly looking at um, better better things to serve, better ways yeah. of serving. Um, but then having said that, you know, like all of a sudden there'll be th- something on the menu Monday to Friday lunchtime, for instance, we have a bit of a business trade yeah. and people will be a bit more expent- experimental yeah. with that. So we might all of a sudden have, you know, swordfish steaks or something right. that we don't normally, that we don't normally have, but it's more produce driven rather right. than... Um, you know how you know how there's always buzzwords with food like salted caramel was big. Absolutely, and, yeah. Um, it still is big. It's still yeah, you know it's why a, it's a trend it's that delicious. Hasn't exactly, it's yeah. so delicious. Yeah. Um, but uh, quinoa, all those kind of things yeah. come and come and go, and um, you know, with what we do, we try to um, keep some classics. Yep. Maybe give them a little bit of a twist, yeah, and then try to come up with some other flavors that go nicely together too, just to keep things guessing. So there's things on our menu that you'll see that have been there since day one, yeah. That they, yeah. that there would honestly be a lynch mob if if <laughs> we tried right. to take them off. Oh, I know what that's like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Where is it? Yeah. Uh, and then there's other things that come and go because we've got to kind of keep it fresh and seasonal. Yeah, because you do have those people that want that same thing all the time, and then yeah. you've got other people that want to try something different every yeah. time they come in. And I'm a little bit guilty of that. I mean, I, I, it's funny because you know, like, there's so many cafes in the area yeah. in Collingwood where yeah. we are and I live in the same area yeah. um, and I go to different places all the time but because I live in the area like I'll walk past somewhere nearby and I'll see you know some of my customers sitting there and they sort of duck their head and look embarrassed really? like, hey <laughs> we've all got to support each other I go to yeah. different places all the time and uh, I'll go to the same place and have the same thing yeah. like once a week and yeah. it's like a little routine and ritual that I have so I, and they might say hey look we've got beautiful you know um, 
I don't know, some lamb sort of, yep. you know, that's done with this and this. Like, oh, that sounds great. Can I just get poached eggs, avocado, mushrooms? You know what I mean? Yeah. So everyone yep. has their thing. We just um, try to make sure that, you know, it's a small business. So you make sure that some, there's something for everybody that comes in that's important, that's important for us. Yeah. And that's also probably very difficult as well, trying to please uh, everybody in a way. It's actually not so hard. I think no. that there's. I think that it's problematic when you try to do too much. Right. In so much as you know how you sometimes see those restaurants and they've got, you know, Indian style and then yeah. they've got Thai and then they've got steak and then they've got something else and you start sort of thinking, well, it's not that busy. How could they have all that on right. offer? You know, like so. As long as you sort of know the style, so we're yeah. bit, as I said, very much. Um, breakfast and lunch so yeah. there's like a breakfast menu and then there's like some salads yep. some pastas you know it's just three and three and three kind of thing you know so but we don't so we don't overdo that, it that's good and and also too i mean you're also running a business as well yeah. and and that has to come into it you know also i mean there's no point in doing it if you're gonna lose money i mean yeah. that's at the end of the day yeah, and, yeah. and um yeah but well my my catalyst for having my own business was always just to be my own boss yeah never had to make a small fortune i didn't have to be like jr ewing or anything like that no no no. but, but i just wanted to make my own decisions yeah absolutely and, I, and it brings me into some of the other things that you embrace with your business model the the you know the sustainability that that we talked about the ethical side of things um but you've made a lot of changes too um structurally i guess um with with your operation to make sure that you're um you know doing the best you can to mm-hmm. reduce waste, um, you know, take advantage of solar power, yep. those sorts of things. Um, and that was obviously a conscious decision you, you made. And was that after you opened up the cafe um, or was that part of the... Well, when when we had the cafe in Middle Park, we were very, very fortunate because it was in an old train station and we right. and we were, um, we approached um, Vic V-Line or... I think that's Vic Rail yep. um, at the time and spoke to a fantastic person that said, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Have it. So we opened the cafe there and did the fit out and all that sort of stuff. But we were really lucky because the electricity that we needed to run the cafe couldn't be delineated from their electricity. Oh. So we never had to pay it. Oh, good. Amazing, <laughs> huh? Amazing. Um, so it was a rude <laughs> shock when I opened South right. of Johnston how much utilities is. Yeah. Uh, sorry, not R. Ah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so um, when we started kind of getting these massive gas and electricity bills, I thought, and we don't, we're not excessive. As I said, we're not yeah. even open at night. Yeah, right. I was like, yeah. God, how do people survive? Yeah. How do you do it? There's so many bills behind the scenes, as you'd know, yeah. with um, hospitality. Um, and so that was part of the reason. Yeah. Uh, the other part was uh, South of Johnson's in an old warehouse and these buildings were never really made right. to be, you know, Serving a cafe or a restaurant yeah. or anything yep. or, you know, even a house. You know, yep. people that live in warehouses, oh, it looks really pretty in photos, yeah, but can't absolutely. wait till the middle of summer <laughs> and exactly. everything's melting. Um, so, but we insulated it and everything, yep. of course, at South of Johnson. But I just, um, when <laughs> when we had our first summer there, I didn't have any, like, cooling or anything like that. I thought, we're just going to wing it and see how we go. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's sort of heating up and up and up. And I bought these uh, fans off eBay, which was right. the worst decision ever. <laughs> they were the size of, like, a small car. Yep. And I p- bought two of them and put them at either end of the cafe and sort of turned them on one day. And it Blew was... people away. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, uh, well, chill out, you know? Yeah. The, the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. It was <laughs> Emerald City. <laughs> Everything started blowing and people's f- garnishes were falling off their food. <laughs> and oh, I was 
design and it also sounded like um, Armageddon. Right, yeah. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I turned them not. off and then thought we've got to do something about this <laughs> next year. So the whole thing, sorry, to, to wrap it up, no, 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 it's um, I thought the only way I can, I feel uh, in today's kind of uh, economic climate, I can feel justified by putting in split systems, yep. which we did. Mm-hmm. We put in four quite big ones was to offset that with um, putting in solar panels. So we put yep. in 40, 40, got some, you know, got a loan, got yep. it on um, a little bit of a rebate as well. Yep. And I'm um, very lucky because we've got a beautiful long flat roof right. to put them on and the owner of the building thought it was a great idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we put 40 panels up and that's really wow. helped out um, with the costs of the electricity. But mainly I just feel like on a hot day I can put on the, yeah. the cooling or the heating yep. in, in winter and feel that um, I'm not just yeah. sucking things out of the yeah, the planet. That's good. And I guess there's also the opportunity of on the days you're not using it goes back into the grid as well. Is that that's part well, of Well, we're open every day. So right. maybe, okay, so maybe for that it. like ten days over Christmas right. when we close <laughs> we might get a couple of bucks back. Okay. You never really know whether you get anything I know. back though, do you? I know. Although I did read recently that the um the amount that you will potentially can get back is mm-hmm. gonna dramatically increase apparently Yay. for Victorians. But like you say, when you're using it, it's, it's well. It works really game. well for us because we're not um, we're just daytime. Yes. So we maximise all the power during the daylight. Yeah. Um, and we don't have a battery. Oh, you know, okay. to, yeah. to store it. Yeah. Because we don't really need to. I mean, it yeah. would be handy, but we don't don't really need it. Yeah. Well, that's that's great. It's yeah. really a a good um a, a good way to. I've almost paid the them off too. That's great. I know. I think yeah. I've got another four months or something like. Do you know, that. Do you know how much power? Is generated from the solar versus what you're taking uh, We've off got the grid? ten thousand kilowatt or something okay. capacity, um, and we usually like you know the funny thing with solar is I think everyone uh, like like me that didn't know a lot about it beforehand thinks that it has to be a burning hot sunny day for it to work, but it doesn't. So right. even on an overcast grey day, we might you know generate five or six thousand okay. right. um, kilowatts. Right, There's still enough light coming through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So not, we about 60% of our electricity bill is paid for by the solar. That's great. Which is great. Yeah. Um, and we're usually generally sort of on about 8,000 a day. Right. As okay. far as yep. you know, what we're generating. That's great. And um, with with that whole concept, is there anything else that you'd like to do to to even make it more... Oh, there's so many things you want to do. Yeah. Um, but that was the cost come into that. Yeah, that's the, that's actually yeah. the thing. You know, that's the thing about having a small business is every time you sort of think you've got a, a little bit of money, you can do something with it. All yeah. of a sudden, the bill comes and you go, "Oh my god, what's that <laughs> <That's> for? <right. laughs> How'd that happen?" Or like, you know, I had a major pl- um, plumbing issue um, right. a couple of years, about eighteen months ago now, and that just sucked everything dry again. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's always things you want to do. You know, yeah. like I'd like to um, do. We're pretty good with our recycling. Um, yep. We're great with like one of the um, chefs there. His father's got like a chicken farm kind of thing. So okay. heaps of stuff go back to that. Oh, good. Um, and also too, I don't own the building. I'm yeah. just um, right. you know a tenant. So there's, there's limits. a bit limit with yeah. that sort of thing too. But I'm always sort of thinking of. Um, well, we try to make sure our chemicals yeah. that we use are sort of going to be good for the yep. for the earth and yeah. um, our the toilet paper that we use is the um, one that gives. 50 cents or something okay. every dollar to find clean water over yep. in Africa. There's all those sort of little yep. things without sounding too goody-goody. No, no, Just but they all add up. And, yeah. and you know, and I it, think those are decisions that that, that collectively, if, if everybody can make, well, makes a big difference. With the um, Who Gives a Crap um, brand of toilet paper, yep. it's actually more cost-effective to buy that than the toilet paper I was buying. Right. And yet the ethics behind that brand are... Um, 
quite amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're going to talk some more in a few minutes, but um, you're listening to Cravings on Joy 94.9. You're listening to a Joycast from GLB, TIQ Community Radio Station, Joy 94.9. Right, we're back with Stuart McKenzie, uh, talking about, again, his, his new incredible cookbook, All Day Cafe, and his cafes um, that he, he runs and his larder business as well. Um, we were just talking about um, what your secret food shame is. <gasps> So you really are going to ask me that. I am. (laughs) Well, uh, you know, here we are talking about all lovely organic things (laughs) and beautiful home-cooked things and ethically sourced and stuff like that. But you know what? My my secret food chain, one of my favorite things is like generic white bread sandwich slices. Really? Craft singles that come wrapped in the plastic. No, plastic cheese. Yeah. (laughs) I put one of the... Well, I actually make them in bulk, but just if you were (laughs) going to make it at home. One piece of sliced white bread, one piece of the cheese (laughs) out of the wrapper, and you put it in the microwave for 30 seconds, and then you fold it over, and it's called a hot cheese roll. Okay. Yeah, it's you so bad. You don't do those bad. at the cafe, though. No, we don't make them at the cafe. It goes really... The bread goes soggy and the cheese goes soggy. It's terribly hideous. Right. But it's my... But it uh, makes you feel good. It That's... really does. I think it was from my having no money days. Yeah. You know, yeah. when I was younger. Yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with that, you know. Hey, it's history. That's nothing right. Nothing you can do about it. No, exactly right. So, um, what's next for you? What are your plans for future? And you know, um, obviously, you said there's a few extra recipes that weren't used in this book. Does that mean there's going to be another one at some point? I or? don't know. I guess uh, you know, I, I'm always surprised. Like I spoke to um, Karen um, the other day, and she said that like it was selling really well. And I was, I kind of get like, is it? You know, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, yeah, you sound surprised. I'm like, I don't know. Everything these days is sort of a surprise. You yeah. never know what's going to come along. If I was given the opportunity again I would Um, am I yearning to do it at the moment I feel like having a bit of a breather for a while actually Um, part of me has always wanted to open um, a cafe up in the country yeah yeah. so who knows what life holds in store Uh, um, put it out there yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, just see we've had a really busy um, couple of years personally yeah which is good busy is good um, but I think, you know, 2017 and it's what the tiring. hell, let's take 2018 off as well. Yeah. Just, not? and just work and just yep. chill. Yep. Yeah. I think that's good sometimes. You know, it's all good. It's great to have goals and things like that, but yeah. you know, and your if it's your pursuit of happiness or whatever it is, but I think it's sometimes it's okay to sort of kind of just put that on hold and just be happy with what you're doing. You yeah, know? yeah. Sometimes you'll sort of catch yourself. You'll be sitting at like, you know lunch on a Sunday or something with a couple of friends and you just go, I gotta miss seeing you guys. Yeah. And, you know, I wanna make sure that I make sort of a bit more yeah. time to catch up with people. Yep. You know, one on one and the important see things. how they're doing. Yeah, exactly. I think it was important to, to do that every now and again and yeah. um and to make it a part of your routine as well. I think yeah. that's the other thing. Um yeah. you know, just realizing that, you know, you're go, go, go all the time and and like I say that's great. Um but well, it's also okay to not Go, go, go all the time. You know? Well, part of that, I guess, is like Simon, my partner, is a teacher. So he right. works Monday to Friday. Yeah. And I prefer to work, say, Wednesday to Sunday. Yeah. But that's no good, is it? Like, you know, you yeah. can't sort of work seven days a week with you know without seeing each other for a full day. Yeah. So we're going to take... Um, I'm going to Sundays. I'm going to take Sundays off. Ooh. I know. <laughs> Big decision. Yeah. I've got a great team. I've got yeah. a fantastic team there. So I'm going to work Tuesday. To, so hopefully Why it works. Not? 
Simon and I might find that we don't enjoy having our Sundays together, but I think we oh, will. Oh, I think you will. Yeah, We've done it before. Good. I think it's important to do that. And, and I yeah. think too, like you say, you've got a great team. You know, you've, you've made the sacrifices to, to create that and yeah. to have that. Use it. And Tad, they yeah. like it when I'm not there. Like, they like it when I am there. <laughs> oh, that's Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. What am I trying to say? No, they like no. it when I'm there, but they also like the autonomy. I mean, they're professionals. Yeah. So, they, yeah. you know, I still sort of walk in and go, ah, oh, who put that there? Yeah. But, um, you know, they like having the space to themselves occasionally yeah. and playing host themselves. I mean, they, they enjoy their industry, so... And I think it's important to empower the people that you've put in that role. Like what's yeah. the point of having them in that role? You might as well I do always it yourself. Do. I you always know? do. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, like I walk around saying the same thing and I'll say, I'm going to continue to say it until yeah. until it's absorbed. It's That's what right. I do. Well... <laughs> I mean, it's your business, your rules, and yeah. and if you want the flowers there, that's where you put the flowers. Yeah, you know? there's always a reason. Like you know, I know yeah. there's you know, I don't just do things just no, no, no. trip out. No, definitely not. There's always, there's always a rationale yeah. because I'm nearly fifty. I've been doing it for thirty years. So, yeah. and you're the same. You know, like yeah. you, you've been doing it long enough to know oh. without being. You, know, you can always learn things, but Absolutely. there's a way. Of I always things. say if. You know, because I mean, I, I I mostly work by myself, but sometimes I bring yeah. people help to help me with certain projects that come up, and I am more than happy to listen to somebody show me something that is going to make my life three hundred percent easier if I've been doing something the same way for that long a time. And um, but I mean, I've I, I know I, I've already experimented. I know what works and what doesn't work. I think some of my friends need to talk to you because the one thing yeah. that comes up with some of my pr- friends when they're trying to make things is none of them can. Is it called tempering chocolate? Tempering chocolate. It's like the one thing. It's like the holy grail of dessert it's, making. It's, they just can't seem to do it. I'm going to come and visit you. Okay. We'll do a little workshop. How's that? All right. Seriously. All right. Okay. We'll organize that. It's, it's not as hard. It does take practice, but there's some easy ways to do that. None of them. Um, I've never tried. None of them seems to be able to nail it. Okay. They, need, they need a bit of tad oh, guidance. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it's that sort of thing where, you know, again, my, with my engineering background, mm-hmm. I know... The science things. of it, yeah? it, it, Yep, the chemistry. So somebody comes in and I see they're not doing it that way. And I'm like, well, no, I'd actually prefer you to do it this way because I know it's not going to work out and you're going to m- make me lose product that way. Yeah. You know, and that's going to yeah. cost me money in the long run. Yeah. You know, so I, those sorts of things I will step in. But, I, you know, but it gets, it's, it's like you say, it's important to, um, I guess, empower the people that you've entrusted to run your business that if they've got certain skills or things like that to allow them to run with it but they also have to run it past you first you know oh, i just I think sort that's... of say to them look if nothing else just be friendly yeah just, <laughs> it right. all starts with being friendly anything, you can get yeah. away with more if you're friendly if you absolutely. start getting snappy then you got you've lost the case I, yeah already. absolutely and we all know how sometimes it can be difficult dealing with the public and we oh. all have good days and bad days some people and... are better under pressure than others too. yeah absolutely and i guess it's just putting those people in the right roles that would have to deal with that. I yeah. guess that's the, 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 that side of it. And um, yeah, it's, it's, those are the trials and tribulations of hospitality, and isn't it? It's finding those people is, you know, it's so rewarding when you do like, yeah, you know, there are some, I mean, uh, Melbourne or Australia in general has never had a strong hospitality career focus right you know and and people um that are more inclined to to work in those fields probably do play work at places like attica and cutler and co and things so um i'm really lucky i've got some fantastic professionals and we're just like a little cafe but that's great too yeah absolutely and um with your larder the the that's not too far from your cafe is that right yeah it's only about mm, 100 meters oh oh, okay oh that's good um, and what was the inspiration behind wanting to sell that? It was just to share some of the, the ingredients that you're using or, or the, you know, that side of it and to, to well, just have a place that you can 
There's lot, but the reason really why for me was um, there's lots of businesses in the area. Monday to Friday, there's lots of takeaway sort of outlets and things. We wanted to offer um, some really fresh takeaway stuff for lunch. Um, So lots of the items there are made in the kitchens at South of Johnson and taken down there. So they always have like three salads a day and a soup and all these things that are sort of um, quite... um, hearty and healthy yeah. sort of options um, and it's only small but you can eat there if you want a lot of people do oh, okay, but yeah. the idea was that people that sort of worked in the area if they you know so many people Ted, seem to work from the office uh, sorry have um, lunch in their office right. like they don't go out for lunch right. anymore that whole hour lunch sort of break thing doesn't yeah. seem to happen that much yeah. so, so many people I speak to are like um, oh, I'm not having a break today I'm going to go early or whatever yeah. so the whole idea was that they could run down and get something for like 10, 12 bucks right. it's a complete meal yep. it's got lots of fresh ingredients yeah. and vegetables and um, you know a bit of protein if they want and they can sit at a desk still and yep. you know have something that's not a sandwich or right. you know, like a pie. The usual, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or a soggy cheese, <laughs> plastic cheese <laughs> oh, sandwich. No, yeah, <laughs> I might when I come and do that tempering. I might have you make me one of those. Oh really? Okay, well, well, you can share it's a one. date. Okay, cool. Chocolate and cheese. <laughs> that's right. It does work. Yeah, um, that's great. And uh, I think it's um, like you say, you know, a lot of times people don't have time to to go and, and grab something that's healthy or or you know that option. I think it's also like expensive to go and yeah. grab things yeah. to, 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 for one, yeah. you know, even two. But you know, by the time like we, we sort of try to keep the price points at around that mark. Yeah. But by the time you go to a supermarket and go and buy your ingredients yeah. to make that, you're usually kind of like worse off. That's right, definitely. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you as well is uh, again being in the food world, and you're, you know, you're putting a lot of yourself out there. You know, whenever you're creating a new dish, yep, you're you're putting something out there. Um, and you're open to people's criticisms on that. Yeah. They might like it, they might not. Um, how do you deal with that? You know, like in this day and age of, you know, everybody's got their iPhone, everyone seems to be a food critic these yep. days. Um, how, do you, how do you get your head around that? And, or, and, you know, do you listen to them? Do you not? Do you, you know... Uh, it kind oh, of gets always listen. Yeah. Always listen. I mean, it's always... Uh, I find it kind of interesting, the phenomenon with social media yeah. and images and stuff like yep. that. Um, I think... Uh, shows like MasterChef and My Kitchen Rules for all their sensationality. Yeah. Um, it's making people think about what they're eating. Yep. You know, after, you know, sort of a decade or two of, yep. you know, um, I mean, when I was young, I think everything was pretty much organic, you right. know, just by default. Just by default, yeah. Um, yep. But, uh, you know, sort of coming out of the two, you know, 2000s or whatever, um, everyone's thinking about preparing food, yeah. cooking food and, and um, flavours that go together yeah. and things that do and don't work. Um, I'm very lucky. My head chef, Matthew, is incredibly talented with his palate. Right. Um, and then there's occasionally things that maybe some of the other stuff, because we always encourage staff to put things forward, right. um, you know, that work in the kitchen. Like, you know, we don't want them to just be, you know, pods. Yeah, that's um, right. And some things I think are more successful than others, the yeah. combination of flavours and things. But I will usually try to get to it before it hits the tables. Right. You know, if I think, I'll say, I think that's really great, but it needs um, some sort of grain with it. Right, yep. Or I would think it needs, like, double that herbage. Yep. Put more parsley, blah, 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 blah. Or it would be really good with a good handful of pomegranate yep. or over the top. So we always try to play with our flavours. Right. Um, but to be honest with you, if somebody doesn't like something, then they should um, be able to 
send it back and get something that they do like. Yep. You know, like we're... Yeah, as long as it's justified, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. pretty much what yeah. we do. Like, I mean, you know, we have had people that sort of have ordered something and haven't read it properly and didn't realise right. that it's got prosciutto in it and they kind of... Right. And it's like, that's okay. Yeah. All right, we'll get you something. With you. We'll do the same thing without it. You yep. know, we try not to make a big song and dance yeah. about that kind that's of stuff. That's good customer um, service. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, like I want people to walk away going, yeah, well, I... Uh, that was resolved yep, that's right. in, in yeah. a way that I'm happy with and, and I really enjoyed what I ended up with. But yep. we don't get too many people. Well, I mean, I'm not just saying. Yep. We don't get too many people sending things back. Yep, okay. Um, we're going to hear a little bit more from you and uh, in just a minute. Again, it's 24 degrees and um, this is uh, Cravings on Joy 94.9. You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ Community Radio Station, Joy 94.9. Welcome back to Cravings. My name is Tad, and in the studio with me is uh, Stuart McKenzie. And um, yeah, we just have a great old chat this afternoon about um, your new book and your your businesses that you've got, your cafes, and um, we've got a. I think we've gotten a great insight as to um, what makes you tick. Thanks. Um, and um, yeah, I'll um, I'll look forward to coming over at some stage and and checking it all out and um, teaching you guys how to temper. Well, don't go in there tomorrow to visit me because I'll be at chill out. Oh, no, um, don't worry. I'm going to take off. But it, we're open. But yeah, I, I work on Sundays as well. So uh, At yeah. the market? Yes. Uh, of yeah, course. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's a market day. So it's um, no west, no rest for the wicked, as they say, or, or weary. When's your day off? What day off do you have? Uh, Mondays. Yeah. Generally Mondays. I quite yeah. like I have Mondays off too. Yeah, I quite quiet. like it. Yeah, it is. It's good. Everyone else is at work, and <laughs> it's and quite nice. uh, the rest, yeah, the rest of the world's at work, so you sort of got the city to yourself. You do, bit. yeah. It's something um, good, but, you know, like, you, you tend to just make all your appointments and things that you don't get to do during the rest of the week. Yeah. Um, that's what you end up doing on that day. But, um, right. yeah, but, um, but I, I wish you all the best of luck with your book. Thank you. And, um, like I said, I absolutely loved it. I've had a good look at it and, um, it's just, it, you know, I think it, 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 for, from a cookbook point of view, it's, it's one of the best I've, I've seen. And I think it's, um, it's something that cookbooks never go out of style. Everybody like loves a cookbook to have on their, their shelf and, uh, or on their coffee table. And this is, um, a perfect one for that. And, I really um, appreciate that. No, no, thank you so much for coming in today. It's been um, it's great to to meet you and get to know you. And um, yeah, we'll um, we'll definitely keep in touch. And um, yeah, look forward to uh, what's next for you. Is there is there anything else that you want to uh, to add to uh, no. to what we've talked no, about? No, I've just had a lovely afternoon, and it's been nice to meet you too. Oh, thank you very much. And uh, next week, uh, Cravings is taking a day off, um, and we will not be on air, but there'll be a live broadcast on Joy ninety four nine. But um, coming up next, we've got the escape pod. And, um, yeah, Joy is going to be ne- next week, and we're just taking the day off, which is great. So it's, it's nice when that happens. And uh, it doesn't happen very often. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, it's nice to be able to enjoy a, a Saturday when you have something to, you know, not, not expect what you're doing and, and to just take it as it comes. So, uh, yeah, it's um, all a bit of fun. Uh, thank you again for coming to the studio today. I know it's um, it's a busy day for you um, to pull you away from the cafe. And uh, it's okay, again, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, all the best with the um, with the new book. And um, yeah, I look forward to the next one. You've got all those uh, <laughs> recipes that you still have hanging around. So uh, <laughs> no, nah, it's all good. But um, yep, I'm going to be handing out over to um, the Escape Pod and um, have a great weekend. And we'll see you the uh, week after next. 
Thanks for listening to another Cravings podcast with Pete Dillon online at joy.org.au forward slash cravings and live Saturdays from 1pm on Joy 94.9 in Melbourne. Exploring all that's finest in food and beverage across Melbourne and Victoria. Sponsored by La Spaghettata. Over 35 years of food, family and fun at 238 Ligon Street, Carlton. Wine and dine with La Spaghettata for an authentic Italian experience. Pasta, wine, seafood, steak and so much more. Dine in and enjoy the authentic sights and sounds of Ligon Street. Or order takeaway now via Deliveroo, Uber Eats or Fedora. Eat, drink, love with La Spaghettata. Call 9663 6102. Visit au or find them on Facebook. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.